Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again to the Saturday Report with me, Coach Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur turkey, and welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day. All we do here is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want to engage with you. I want you to be part of the show. So you can find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Rizzle, and on the Cameo. Yes, I do Cameos. At Colt S. Taylor. And if you're just so happy you can't catch this week's show or previous week's show because you're out shopping for the holidays, you can subscribe to the podcast version of the show at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. And of course, if you haven't already... You should definitely bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com. All right, my friends, let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. First up today, we go to the great white north of Europe, Sweden, where Sweden has elected its first female prime minister, uh, Magdala Andersson. Uh, All the previous 33 prime ministers of Sweden have all been men, and she was uh, voted in uh, to be the prime minister on Wednesday, making her, like I said, the first female prime minister of Sweden. All of the other Nordic countries, Finland, Denmark, Norway, and Iceland, have have previously elected female leaders. Sweden was the only one who has it until now. Uh, she was the deputy director of the Swedish tax agency, and she also holds a master's degree in economics from the Stockholm School of Economics and served as Sweden's finance minister since 2014. Uh, she came uh, to power with a coalition government of several uh, several several different parties. Uh, Sweden is a multi-party country, parliamentary. Uh, constitutional monarchy. There is a Swedish king. Uh, she has not yet met the king, but once she does, she will be the prime minister of Sweden. So congratulations, uh, Mag- Magdalena Andersson. Moving along, the first female Swedish prime minister has resigned. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, seven hours after... She became prime minister, being selected by the parliament. Uh, she abruptly resigned, um, which was a big surprise. It was a very busy day in Sweden on Wednesday. So, basically, to break this down, uh, her uh, Magdalena Anderson here has uh, three coalition partners to form government. She has her own party. She has kind of like a middle. A middle, a middle party, a moderate party, and then like a far left party. Okay, like they're, they're called the left, the former communists. Well, well, so she was elected as prime minister, and then on that day, they needed to pass a budget to run the country. Well, the budget she proposed, her coalition proposed, uh, failed, failed, uh, because one of her partners, I believe, the Green, a Green Party, withdrew. 
because uh, they didn't want the left to have certain special uh, privileges in the government. So they did not vote for that budget. So then another budget came up from the right parties, who leaned to the right in Sweden, and that budget passed. So, so, basically for a few hours, there was a situation where you had a left-leaning government who had to operate the country using a right-leaning budget. Well, that did not go over well with some people, and so her partners left her coalition, triggering her resignation, and, uh pretty much starting things all over again to select a prime minister. She had not even met the Swedish king before she had to resign. Now, as you may imagine, things are a bit fluid over there. Uh, but more than likely, more than likely, she will return as prime minister and they'll try to get through the budget through again after doing some negotiations with her coalition partners. Now, if they cannot select a prime minister in four tries, there has to be elections within three months. Then, there will be another election scheduled in September. So the government wants to avoid having an election, let's say, in March, and then turn right around and have another election in September. That probably would not bode well for anyone. Be very expensive or not. So they're trying to work this out so there isn't any elections, two elections in one year. Uh, I just find it to be very interesting, uh, the way that works there, that uh, she became prime minister and then... She had to resign. Now, Sweden, for you government nerds out there, uh, operates a little bit differently <clears throat> than other parliamentary uh, countries around the world. Now, like most people, when they think of parliament, most people think of the British parliament, okay, in, in, in the United Kingdom. Basically, if there's no confidence, prime minister gets kicked out, they have to have elections. Well, the way this works is... Um, not so much of no confidence is that if no one else gets the majority, then the people in charge remain in charge. So if you want to oust a government, you need to have a group of people agree that it's time for them to go. They can't, if no one likes them, whatever. But if they can't organize and say, yes, we want to take over, then Sweden's government remains. It's, it's very, very interesting. So. Um, I don't know how closely I'll follow this. I just found it to be very interesting that uh, in the morning on Wednesday, I read, oh, Sweden has his first prime minister. How very interesting. Congratulations. Then by the time dinner rolled around, the prime minister of Sweden has resigned. Huh. That went quickly. Uh, more than likely, like I said, she'll be back in power. Uh, but uh, very, very unstable there fluid government situation in Sweden. Uh, more than likely, I don't see them storming the parliament, parliament say, yelling fake news and whatnot, so I imagine they'll work things out there in ye old Sweden. Fun fact, though, um, I technically cannot be the Prime Minister of Sweden. I guess that's not a fact, though, but I could be technically the Speaker of the House if someone nominated me. Just saying... I'd be fantastic. I'd be pretty good. Yes, I wear a pith helmet while, while inside. Next up, we go from Sweden to New Zealand, where one of my fantastic Dungeons & Dragons partners lives. Yes, I, I play with someone who lives literally 12, 12-hour time zone difference. I don't, don't know how she does it, but hello, Vahela. But uh, in New Zealand, they plan to reopen its borders in the next coming months, according to a government announcement. 
uh, allowing for tourists, allowing for residents who have been stuck outside of the country um, to return in January and tourists to return in April. Uh, New Zealand has been pretty much sealed off from the world since the pandemic started. Uh, they told its citizens, basically, you got you got like two weeks to get back. If you're not back in two weeks, you ain't coming back. And so some people have been unable to return to New Zealand um, in uh, in uh, in several in several years, basically. Um, they could, but they have to spend like uh, two weeks in a quarantine hotel run by the uh, military. Um, so, like, if you were outside of New Zealand, you're New Zealander, and you wanted to come back, you had to spend two weeks in a hotel uh, under military guard until it was clear you did not have COVID-19. So, very, very harsh restrictions. And they've kept their uh, COVID pandemic down, like, really, really good. And um, the uh, for the first 18 months of the pandemic, they kept New Zealand pretty much virus free uh but the delta virus has been hard to stamp out it's been popping up all over the place it is a um uh it's it's difficult to knock down so they're they're trying to get everyone vaccinated but they feel like they are getting to the point where it'd be relatively safe uh to to start opening borders sometime next year uh fully vaccinated new zealand new zealanders new zealanders will be able to return from Australia without quarantine from January 16th, Others, other countries on February 13th, and then starting uh, around late April, they'll open up the doors to other countries. Uh, right now, if you're returning from some countries, it's still two weeks. Other places, seven days, but they're pretty, pretty strict about how they are, um, how they are um, handling the borders there. And like I said, They've cut it down really, really. They have not had a lot of deaths there. They, they're doing a pretty good job there. I mean, I don't think their measures would work well here because people are a wee bit selfish. But it's uh, it's 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 moving along. It's moving along. Um, currently, about sixty nine percent of New Zealanders are fully vaccinated, including eighty four percent of those twelve and over. And uh, while here in the United States we have had 800,000-plus deaths, only 40 people have died from the coronavirus in New Zealand since the pandemic began. Now, obviously, New Zealand has a much smaller population than the United States, but those percentages are also much, much better. They're doing a very good job down there. So, I don't know if I'll be visiting New Zealand uh, anytime soon, but if I do, I will definitely be able to do it after April, Maybe I'll do, go down and play Dungeons & Dragons down there with my pal. Seems like a very expensive trip to make to play a board game. But if I hit the lottery, worth it. We now go on to tech news. T-Mobile, one of the largest carriers here in the United States, had to pay a $20 million, well, it's a $20 million settlement, not a fine, but a settlement, after a 2000, June 2020 911 outage. Uh, for about 12 hours in June 2020, um, there was a 911 outage on the T-Mobile system on June 15th. Uh, it led to congestions uh, across the uh, 4G, 3G, and 2G networks. 
uh, over 23,000 911 calls uh, were recorded without location information, and more than 20,000 calls were recorded without callback information. So, not a very helpful situation. Uh, that's kind of like their guess of what happened there. Uh, they they were in the FCC's investigation. They found the flaw was due to a failure of a leased fiber link on the network, a routing flaw at one location, and two flaws on third-party software. Now, probably say to yourself, well, Colt, I mean, that seemed pretty steep. Well, a lot of people, phones, that's, that's their only connection. So a 911 outage of that length is a pretty big deal. And um, it's also not the first time this has happened. In 2014... T-Mobile paid a $17.5 million settlement uh, to FCC uh, into two 911 service outages that occurred in August 2014. So, not the first time they've had 911 outages uh, of lengthy ones. So, they are... The, the settlement is sort of to encourage them to try a wee bit harder to stop that from happening. They're obviously expanding rapidly. New technologies are coming online. But uh, 911 is a vital link to many people around the United States, and they need to get their act together, or they're going to get more and more fines and whatnot. So, uh, hopefully, I use T-Mobile myself. Um, they are not a sponsor of the show yet, T-Mobile yet. Um, but uh, I, I certainly do enjoy their service. So, hopefully, they get their act together. Because I am a long-time customer and would love a sponsorship from T-Mobile. <clears throat> Just saying. Just saying. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be, I would say, I would think it should be, should it be T-Mobile presents the Saturday Birth Cold Sebastian Taylor at a, you know, you know, million, a million dollars, several million, ten million dollars sponsorship? I don't know. I think it'd be a great idea, T-Mobile. Just saying. Just saying. I think it would go a long ways for people to forget this 911 thing if suddenly... Your favorite redhead is a sponsored show. Well, anyways. Anyways, that is in tech news this week. A little bit of a fine for T-Mobile for not having their 911 situation sorted out. Moving along to some sad news. Bart the Bear. Uh, Bart the Bear 2, for, the, for the, his exact name. Uh, a famed grizzly bear who appeared in countless movies and TV series such as Game of Thrones, We Bought a Zoo... Dr. Doolittle, An Unfinished Life, Into the West, Evan Almighty, Have You Heard About the Morgans Without a Paddle, Zookeeper, Pete's Dragon, and We, we Bought a Zoo, I think I said that, Into the Wild, uh, The Grizzly Maze, as well as many other TV commercials, uh, passed away this week, unfortunately. Uh, he apparently uh, died silently and naturally along the banks of the Daniel Creek in Utah earlier this week. Uh, on a uh, reser uh, reser reservation, a conservatory and whatnot of, of bears and whatnot, uh, according to the foundation, uh, surrounded by many of those who loved him, according to the obituary. Uh, survived by his singer, Honey Bump, as well. Uh, Bart the Bear uh, was orphaned in Alaska in 2000 with his sister after his mother was uh, killed by a hunter. Uh, then was brought to Utah, where he lived out his life as a 1,400-pound bear and became the ambassador of the Vital Ground Foundation. Uh, the Vital Ground Foundation works predominantly with the Rocky Mountains, in the Rocky Mountains, to conserve land for grizzly bears 
and other wildlife. Uh, but uh, he was a, I guess, a trained bear, you know, raised by people, so he was comfortable around them, had a trainer, and was in a lot of movies and commercials. And uh, I have seen many of the movies that Bart the Bear was in. Uh, chances are, you probably have seen him too. He was in a lot, a lot of different things, but, uh, much like animals, unfortunately, all animals, he did pass away, but, uh, from what I understand, it was a very, uh, peaceful going and, uh, surrounded by all the folks that took care of him, uh, so I'm sure they'll bury him somewhere and whatnot, but, uh, uh shout outs to the great Bart the Bear 2, actor, bear, grizzly bear, so... Have a bear claw for Bart the Bear this weekend. And my friends, as you mourn the passing of Bart the Bear, you might find yourself a little down. You might need to have yourself a little pick-me-up. You might want to get into get into some groove. Well, my friends, look no further, because here on AWSM Radio, we have our in-house DJ, DC, mixing it up every Friday night at 9 p.m., Sundays at 10 p.m. with DC live in effect. You do not want to miss out while he smashes it on the ones and twos kicking the beats from South Florida week in and week out. You don't want to miss him. He is a fantastic DJ, my personal pal, and he's here. He's here. He's here on AWSM Radio. So listen to DC live in effect Fridays at 9, Sundays at 10, right here on AWSM Radio. Moving on to Africa, the country of Malawi, which I will give you five seconds to figure out where that is, because I know most of you don't. Yes, that Malawi. Uh, has asked former boxer Mike Tyson to be its cannabis ambassador. Yes, that's right. Agricultural Minister Lobin Lowe sent a letter to Mike Tyson inviting him to take up the role said that legislation in Malawi had created new opportunities. Uh, he is currently in, he is, has invested in a cannabis farm in the U.S., and the entrepreneur is interested in perhaps taking on the role. Uh, this deal is being facilitated with the United States Cannabis Association, uh, according to several sources. Uh, the head of its Malawi branch, that's right, there is many different branches of the Cannabis Association, uh, told the BBC that the boxer had accepted the invitation and plans were underway for him to be visiting the country. Quote, Tyson will be working with us. Uh, Malawi legislized, legislized, legalized, legalized the growing and processing of cannabis for medical use last year, uh, but it not has legalized it for personal use. Um, they also going growing uh, cannabis for medical uses as well as for the hemp industry. The government hopes that Mr. Tyson will, quote, rope in some investors and even potential buyers, according to the ministry spokesman of it. Um, locally grown variety of cannabis uh, called Malawi Gold is apparently uh, renowned, renowned by recreational use users across the world. I myself cannot attest to that. I do not do any smoking of anything whatsoever. And, uh, but I will take their word for it. Uh, Tyson, uh, Mike Tyson said that Canvas has helped improve his mental health and turned his, um, life around. Although there are apparently some studies out there that suggest that smoking 
potent cannabis can increase your risk of serious mental illness. So, much like alcohol or any vice out there, moderation is the key. You know, having a glass of Fireball whiskey once a week is going to be much better for you than having eight a night. Every night. Oh, so good. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, so, uh, this is, this is, um, not widely accepted in Malawi. There are some criticisms about it, uh, basically for his, uh, sexual assault conviction in 1992. Uh, according to, uh, Kondwali Muthani in a statement, uh, the CPA is failing to comprehend why Mullally would want to have a convicted rapist as his brand ambassador, more especially at this time when efforts to curb violence against women are part of the government agenda, according to the group's acting director, which is that person. So, we'll see. I mean, he def does, definitely does bring in a lot of branding. Uh, we'll see how that turns out for Mike Tyson in Malawi. I will, if it comes up again, I will definitely give you an update. We stay in Africa for some more serious news, and I uh, certainly don't like bringing this to you and be a Debbie Downer, but it's stuff that you need to know. Uh, there is a new variant of COVID that is emerging from Africa known as new B.1.1.529. Uh, I don't know what those numbers and letters mean, but it is a growing concern for the World Health Organization. Um, so much so that, uh, uh, UK, uh, the European Union, and Israel are suspending all air travel to several African countries, uh, because of this new, uh, variant. Uh, they want to sort of just play it safe for the time being, but they are stopping flights from, uh, South Africa. Uh, let's see here. South Africa... Uh, Botswana, Lesotho, Nambia, uh, Zimbabwe. Um, the Japanese government plans on me doing that as well. Uh, basically, several southern African countries are being banned. Flights are being banned from those until they have more information about it. Now, the the this variant is of a bit of concern because there are many mutations. There are many mutations that are associated with it. They're saying there are 32 different new mutations, all to its spike protein, which I don't know what that means, but they're pretty concerned about that. And unlike perhaps your neighbors or, let's say, relatives on Facebook groups who dissuade uh, experts and just rely on Facebook memes, um, scientists are concerned about it. I won't be concerned about it also. Now, they don't have a super... Super lot, uh, super amount of data on this brand new variant. Uh, they believe, they believe that the vaccine will still be effective against it, but they are looking at it very, very carefully because they feel like that uh, this could be even more contagious than the Delta variant, and perhaps more virulent as well. That means hit you a whole lot harder. Uh, as of this week, seventy-seven. Uh, 77 tests have registered this particular variant in South Africa, four from Botswana, and one in Hong Kong as well. And there are reports of one also in Israel. So, 
Yeah, that's that's a bit of a that's a bit of a problem, obviously. Now this has also um, has also affected. This is let me back up just a little bit. This is a little worrying for many many people. Scientists are worried about it, and you're probably saying, "Well, oh, well, you know, scientists. What what do they know?" Well, after this sort of popped up uh, Friday morning, uh, the Dow Jones Industrial dropped. 800, 900 points, uh, pretty pretty steeply, like over 2%. Uh, concerned that this variant will uh, sort of lose the ground we gained on fighting the pandemic. So not only are scientists worried about it, but obviously the stock market is worried about it as well. Now, it's kind of funny. So the stock market is a very interesting predictive market. Uh, you know, they're, they're not always right, but... There's a lot of smart people out there who like to play the, you know, protect their money. So they'll 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 do what they gotta do. But uh, yeah, this is a this is a this is a concern. If you are not vaccinated yet, my friends, get vaccinated. I don't know how many more times I have to uh, tell tell people to do this, but you really really should be vaccinated because you will if you get vaccinated. Could you still get sick? Yeah. Via vaccine, could you get sick and get past the virus onto the people? Sure. Certainly possible. But if you get the vaccine, the chances of you being on a respirator drops dramatically. Dramatically. Unless you're very old, have a lot of pre-existing health conditions, you know, you're still in danger, but if you're a regular person, it helps immensely. Now, if you know one person who said they know 10,000 people have died because of the vaccine had heart attacks the day after, uh, that person is lying. And that person is stupid public health hazard, a room temperature IQ slack-jawed yokel, okay? I, there's, one, there's one side effect to the vaccine, I can guarantee you. I have no patience for people who are word vomiting out ridiculous Facebook facts or quoting doctors whose only medical degree are facelifts. They are not experts in this area. Okay? Not experts in the area. I read a story. I won't go into too much, but it was, it was called A Story in Two Acts. One story. Doctors gather in Florida to discuss alternatives to COVID-19 treatments and vaccines. An anti-vaccine conference. Three days later. Eight doctors come down with COVID-19 at anti-vaccine conference. I mean, come on, folks. Come on. Come on. Now, get in now while things are in control. If this thing is as bad as people fear, eventually it's going to be poking through your front door. So, be a responsible part of the community. Okay? Get yourself vaccinated. All right? I, I... I've had one. I've had three shots. Two to start. Got my booster this week. I don't have any extra arms. I'm not being tracked by the government. I am uh, not. I'm not inhuman now. My DNA is not changing. Okay. You do not want to end up on Reddit's Herman Cain Awards. What's for the Herman Cain Awards? Well, usually it's four pictures. The first three are. People deriding the vaccine, saying they don't wear the mask, that people are sheeple, that this is a big New World Order uh, conspiracy. And then the fourth picture is someone announcing their death. 
and posting a GoFundMe fundraiser. So do not end up there, okay? Don't end up there. I want you, I want you to be a long-time listener of the show. Anyway, starting off on that diatribe there. Anyways, in Africa, in Africa, there is a new variant. It is a bit of a concern. European countries are stopping flights from from uh, South Africa countries because of it. Uh, stock markets are spooked on Friday. Something to watch. I will keep track of it for you if it starts to uh, spiral a bit into a situation. Now, if there's one thing that there is no vaccine for, it's my pal Rox. She is infectious with her show, The Rock Sessions. It has to be a... You need... Regular doses of the Rock Sessions, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's our drive time show here, so you are inoculated to the boredom of driving home from work. Uh, you're listening to some other radio station. Blech, no, thank you. Listen to her show where she has the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. She will make a rock, rock style, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., right here on AWSM Radio. Moving along. Hey, friends. Do you have a foot fetish? Ooh. Kinky. Does your foot fetish involve football players? Ooh. Kinkier. Does your football fetish involve quarterbacks for the Green Bay Packers? Ooh. That is specific. You may want to, uh... You want to get that... You, you might have you might want to see a therapist. You might have some underlying issues. But until then, folks, I, Colt Sebastian Taylor, am granting you the greatest thrill of all time because there are a flood of pictures of Aaron Rodgers' foot on the internet satisfying all of your kinky desires. Why, you ask? Well, it's kind of a COVID-19 reason. Uh, as you may know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, after claiming to be vaccinated, well, claiming that he considers himself vaccinated, but no one ever really asked what that meant, got the got the COVID-19 uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, being derided by many people as lying to everyone about him having been vaccinated, uh, when he, which he hasn't. He just did things that he considered himself to be vaccinated by I guess, having COVID-19 protocols, taking supplements, that, that was just as good as being vaccinated. Turns out, it's not. Not at all. Uh, pro tip, uh, do not take medical advice from Joe Rogan. Uh, very good branding person. Makes lots of money. Not a doctor. Not a doctor. Uh, so anyways, um, he recovered from COVID-19. He no longer is uh, uh, infected with it. But he is having some uh, foot trouble. And on a show called the, um, oh gosh, what was it called? The Pat McAfee Show. Uh, he said that he had no lingering effects other than COVID toe. And then the Wall Street Journal ran with that, that this is a result of him being careless, that he has COVID toe. And, but actually, he was just joking. Just joking. Just joking. And uh, he ripped the Wall Street Journal for reporting that, even though that's what he said. I know about you, when I think of comic, classic comedy, I don't think of Aaron Rodgers. So, I don't know why he's upset that people thought he was joking, because he made the statement. He made the statement. But, anyways, um, why 
Am I talking about feet pictures? Well, to prove he doesn't have COVID toe, which is a real condition that real people who've had COVID have, he's been showing his foot off to everyone in interviews saying it's just a broken toe, a fractured toe. So COVID toe looks very different than a fractured toe. So he's been showing people his bare feet to prove that it was just a joke, not COVID toe, just a fractured toe. So for those who love the feet, boy howdy. Turn your printers on high resolution. Print yourself up some Aaron Rodgers feet pics. And uh, when you are enjoying it in a candlelit room where you do all of your kinky, fetishy stuff, which is fine, just think of your old pal Colt Sebastian Taylor and say, huh, thanks, Colt. Thanks. Now, for all other non-kink-related sports things, you need to listen to my friends Married to the Game. Yes, that's, that's the transition here. Married to the Game, AWSM Radio's uh, sports show here. Uh, it airs every Wednesday at 9 p.m. featuring Brian, Joe, and Matt Day bringing their non-foot insights, analytics, and expertise uh, to the table, all things games. Uh, the only foot-related things you'll hear about on that show is football. And what kind of sports show would be without a little trash talking in between? It's a very fun show. So tune in, catch up on a week of all things sports, and of course follow these fantastic fellas on the Instagram. Joe at Turn Up The Jets, Nick at The Mac Daddy Ryan Show, Brian at Bolstered underscore up underscore sports, and then finally the show itself at MTTG Radio Married to the Game, MTT, MTTG Radio on Instagram. Listen to Married to the Game, Wednesdays at 9 p.m., right here on AWSM Radio. Next up, folks, we move to UFOs. That's right, unidentified flying objects, uh, alien spacecraft, interdimensional travelers, etc., etc. Well, long not being taken too seriously by the government, allegedly, uh, the Department of Defense has formed a new group to investigate flying objects after officials said earlier this year that they are unable to identify more than 100 incidents of unidentified aerial phenomena, also known as UAPs. So they don't really use UFOs, they use UAPs. So the newly launched, and this is quite the branding, Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group, or AOISMG, will work with other federal departments and agencies to detect, identify, and attribute objects of interest and mitigate any associated threats with the safety of flight and national security, uh, according to this week. So, uh, defense, uh, Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks expressed concern that the UAP report released in June identified 143 things that they just don't know what it was. They don't know what it is. Now, they are, I would say less concerned about it being uh, aliens and more concerned that it being breakthrough technology. So things that other countries are using that they're not aware of yet, aware of yet and are testing it out. And so they need to know what those things are. So basically this group uh, will um, expand, uh, expand significantly beyond the peer view of the Secretary of Navy, which is usually historically been the person who's been sort of in charge of this sort of things, uh, requires uh, much broader support from other federal agencies, 
the Department of Defense should receive reports of anything unusual within two weeks of the occurrence. Um, so some of these things that they are unsure of is that they remain stationary in winds aloft, so they're just sort of holding still in the sky. They move against the wind, move at incredible speed, uh, have no sort of known uh, identification of how it's moving, no proportion, uh, pro, pro, propulsion, uh, and maneuvers are very abrupt that they don't know, um, they don't know what, how it's moving or how it's moving so quickly. And in some cases, uh, quote the DOT, the DOD's report, a small number of cases, military aircraft systems processed radio frequency energy associated with UAP sightings. So, they're picking up some radio waves from these things as well. So, glad to see they're taking it seriously. I mean, is it aliens? Maybe. Is it unknown technology from other countries? Probably. So, if this pops up again, I'll give you a full report. But something tells me they'll probably keep this a uh, wee bit hush-hush. Just a wee bit. In movie news, there is a Batgirl movie coming. And J.K. Simmons will be reprising his role as Jim Gordon in that movie. J.K. Simmons was uh, Jim Gordon in the last uh, Justice League movie. Very limited role uh, in there, but uh, he did pop up as Commissioner Gordon. Uh, but he'll have a more significant role in the Batgirl movie. For those who aren't comic nerds, Batgirl is uh, really Barbara Gordon, Jim Gordon's uh, daughter in uh, in the comic world and whatnot. Now, I'm not quite sure how Jim Gordon isn't able to figure that out, but eh, whatever. But um, the uh, the in this movie in this movie um, Leslie Grace from the Heights will play uh, Batgirl. Brendan Fraser will be the villain, which is great. I love Brendan Fraser. He's been kind of out of the limelight for quite a while, but he's making a comeback. Uh, it'll be directed by uh, Adil El Arabi and Bali Fala from a script from the Birds of Birds of Prey screenwriter Christina Hudson. Um, and it's going to be start shooting soon in Glasgow. Glasgow. So, uh, good to see him. Uh, I think J.K. Simmons is a great Commissioner Gordon. Did see him get more airtime. Uh, the last Christopher, the last uh, Commissioner Gordon was going to be played by uh, Gary Oldman in Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. And the new upcoming Batman movie, which will, um, which will take place when Batman first starts, sort of like his early career, uh, the great Jeffrey Wright will be playing Christopher Gordon in that Batman movie, which I do want to see. Do want to see. Uh, this will be the first on-screen, on-screen uh, live-action movie uh, that have a father-daughter relationship between Jim Gordon and Barbara Gordon. Uh, in the Batman movies with uh, previous series, it was not really talked about that that she wasn't the daughter of Jim Gordon. But this is this time be the first time so looking forward to see it and that's just about all the time we have here today for the Saturday report with me Sebastian Taylor thank you for joining me here today remember you can find me on the Twitter Instagram Rizzle and the cameo Colt S Taylor subscribe to the podcast version of this show that uh, is posted usually on Sundays at anchor.fm slash Colt S Taylor and of course bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com for all your Colt Sebastian Taylor needs. Hit me up if you think there's a news story that I missed 
Uh, but until next time, my friends, I am, of course, your friend, the one, the only, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later.